0: Welcome to a brand new episode of This Week in Apps. I'm Ariel from AppFigures, and here are five things you probably don't know yet. Lots of developers have told me their iOS apps have lost ratings in the last week. In the last year or so, Apple has done this more than once, and I expect it's a sweep for fake ratings, a major issue on the App Store I see all the time when analyzing keyword ranks and their results. I wanted to get a better understanding of how deep this sweep was, so... I crunched the numbers, and the results will surprise some of you. Well, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. To see the impact of the sweep, and I'm going to call it the sweep, and you'll see why in a minute, I analyzed the ratings of the top 100 apps and games in the U.S. over the last 30 days. I looked for the total number of ratings that appeared in the App Store for the day, and I limited that to the U.S. Can you guess how many ratings the top 100 apps in the U.S. have combined? 348 million. 268, 613,000 as of yesterday, that's crazy. But in the last 30 days, the top 100 iOS apps and games received more than 5 million new ratings. Those are big numbers, but back to the sweep. So looking at the total for the group over time, I expected to see a massive drop at some point last week, right? But here's the kicker, I didn't. That isn't to say that the sweep isn't real. It definitely is. For example, I found one app that lost about 3000 ratings in one day, and that app is VPN Super Unlimited Proxy, number 41 on the top 100 list. So I think you can probably understand why that app in particular lost a whole bunch of ratings. And I'm not trying to call that out. I think ultimately that's what's happening. But in the grand scheme of things, the sweep wasn't even noticeable. So to me, this means that it's an indication of the scale of the sweep, and this is a small scale. We've seen that a lot larger. Now, there is an inherent challenge to tracking sweeps like this. We capture the total ratings for every app every day. The top apps get new ratings every day, and we know Apple is only removing existing ratings and not blocking new ones. So that means that if Apple removed the same number of ratings, as new ones being added, we wouldn't see a lot of impact. I mean, we would definitely see it if the numbers were exactly identical, the same, and they're not, which to me suggests that Apple removed fewer ratings than new ratings that are coming in. So even though many smaller apps got hit harder because they don't have that same ratings economics, overall, which is how I expect Apple would be looking at something like this, this week doesn't have a big impact. now. By the way, a question I get all the time is, is this going to impact my ASO ranks, my keyword ranks? And the answer is no, it hasn't in the past. And that's because keyword ranks are based off of new ratings and not old ratings. So that should not be a problem. I suspect that the sweep is really a two-step process though. So the first is to identify and shut down Apple accounts that are used for fake ratings. That prevents new ratings from going into the app store. The second, or maybe the result of the first, I'm not entirely sure, is to erase the ratings left by those accounts, which is the sweep. So really, I think you should be getting ready for more of these in the future. We already saw them a few times over the last year. I can definitely see another coming probably around summertime. You can get ahead of this by making sure your app or game asks for new ratings directly. I talked about how to do that in this video with a really cool guest, which I will link to in the description. You should definitely give it a watch. By the way, I make new videos every week. I talk about trends, I give advice. I talked about ChatGPT this week on a live stream, one of my best live streams, and I do a lot more. So subscribe to the channel if you like to improve your app. Back to the content last year, Telegram, the messaging app that isn't metas, and has been on our list of the most downloaded apps in the world every month. Rolled out a paid tier to its then free app. A few companies, including Snapchat, have done that in 2022. More than six months in, I was curious to see just how much money an app that was downloaded by more than a billion people since 2020 is earning. Yes, more than a billion people. Pfft, wild. Uh, but really, it's as much as I expected when I first launched. But in more absolute terms, our estimates show Telegram earned a total of $7 million of net revenue from the App Store and Google Play between June and December of 2022. It was released in June, that's why. And that's what Telegram gets to keep after giving Apple and Google their share, net revenue. If you compare Telegram's revenue to Twitter's, which really struggled to get beyond what Telegram managed to earn by its third month, until Elon came along. This revenue is very healthy, but if you compare those to Snapchats, another app that rolled out a pay tier in 2022, Telegram's total is just a tad higher than Snapchat's first month. To me, that spells opportunity, but I think Telegram's offering will need to evolve in order to capture that opportunity. Because although revenue is increasing, the rate of growth, and even absolute growth, really isn't. Revenue growth has slowed down from 67% in August, month 3, to just 12% in December. And I purposely skipped the earlier growth number for month 2, because that's even higher, but that's kind of normal for a brand new offering. So on a normal month, we're still going down. Selling small features, I want to call them. While nice, just can't garner the kind of growth I'd expect to see from Telegram's users. It might work on Snap's younger audience, but Telegram would really need to roll out something useful to see meaningful growth, in my opinion. Speaking of meaningful growth, Spotify's downloads took a hard hit when Apple Music first launched, remember that? That resulted in the no longer new battle between the two, which also led to declining downloads on the App Store, but it seems the trend changed in 2022. Should Apple be worried? Let's go with a soft maybe for now. I'll show you why in a minute. According to our download estimates, Spotify's quarterly downloads grew 51% between 2018 and 2022. In more absolute terms, Spotify added 41 million downloads in Q1 of 2018 and ended Q4 of 2022 with 62 million downloads. The trend has generally been up and to the right, but not always. Downloads dipped a bunch in 2020 and 2021, slowing down growth and for one whole quarter, even dipping below their starting point. But that changed in 2022. Q1 of 2022 was their second highest since 2018 with 55 million estimated downloads and Q4 was their highest with 62 million. Spotify added nearly a quarter billion new mobile users in 2022, wild, and almost a billion new mobile users since 2018. I'm sure Apple is just a little bit worried, maybe a little bit more than a little. Do you prefer Apple Music or Spotify? Tell me in the description. Also, can you guess what I use? It's one of those two. Shifting to games. Mobile casino games are very interesting to me. Not because I'm a big fan of the genre, but rather because of how much they grew in popularity during COVID. And by popularity, I don't just mean downloads, but rather revenue, what really matters. Last time I looked at casino games, revenue grew rapidly before lockdowns began, and even faster after. Now that lockdowns are a thing of the past, is revenue still growing for mobile casino games? (laughs) Why, yes. Yes, it is. I summed up the downloads of the top casino games, and by top, I'm referring to the ones leading the top grossing charts. I'll link to that so you can see it in real time in the description if you missed those. The list includes Jackpot Party, Slotomania, Lighting Link Casino, Double Down Casino, Cashman Casino, Big Fish Casino, Cash Frenzy, Quick Hit Slot, and Pop Slots. Going all the way back to 2017, to get some context, the group earned $27 million of net revenue in January of 2017, according to our estimates. Sounds like a lot considering that unlike real casinos, you can't really earn money back from playing. You're just playing for fun. But you just wait. By January of 2020, pre-COVID, that total rose to $59 million. And that's net revenue meaning what these studios get to keep after giving Apple and Google their share. The total rose to... $86 million in peak lockdown time, a whopping increase of 219%. And while revenue dipped sharply after, it's been grown steadily since and hit a new milestone in December of 2022. Are you sitting down for this? The group's collective revenue crossed $100 million of net revenue in a single month for the first time ever. December's haul was $106 million according to our estimates. Side note, Can you guess which age group downloads casino apps the most? It's probably not what you think. According to our demographics data, it's 25 to 34-year-olds. They are the largest group followed by 34 to 49-year-olds. I expected this to skew much older. And last for this week, Airbnb isn't used to having competition. For a long time, it was the only owner renting by app service in use. Okay, not only, but the only one most people know about. Last year, I looked at Airbnb's competition Verbo, or at least I think that's how you say it, which was acquired by Expedia in case you didn't know. In 2021, Verbo was starting to get popular and even beat Airbnb on downloads for a few days here and there. In 2022, that changed drastically. Verbo's downloads outpaced Airbnb in the US for 10 out of the 12 months in 2022, and now by a little. Last time I compared the pair, Verbo was beating Airbnb for short bursts. In 2021... Verbo beat Airbnb for just two of the 12 months in the year. So exactly the opposite of 2022. And the numbers were pretty big. Verbo added 18 million new mobile users in the US in 2022, according to our estimates. For Airbnb, US downloads came in at 15 million. That's a difference of roughly 3 million downloads or 20% for context. And also, so you have the bigger story in mind, Downloads of both grew drastically in the U.S. when compared to 2021. Verbo's downloads more than doubled from 7 to 18 million, and Airbnb's almost doubled from 8 to 15 million. Now, you know. My question is, how did Airbnb let Verbo get ahead so much? That's a lot of downloads. I bet you someone wasn't looking at competitors. Are you looking at competitors? If not, you should. Link in the description. And that's the end of this week's episode. You can find another episode here. And if you've learned something new, make sure to give this episode a like and subscribe to the channel. I'll see you next week.